Welcome into RBs Don't Matter. My name's Pierce, the host of RBs Don't Matter podcast. We're doing here with Cody and Trevor. We've got a jam-packed episode. Um, we go over a little bit of the Carson Wentz news, quarterback carousel of this whole offseason is going to be crazy. We've got some NFL honors, NFL awards talk, and then we get into the Super Bowl. Kind of go over the game a bit, kind of talk about what we thought. Uh, and then we kind of go over Trevor's hot takes from the game. He, he gives us an offseason one. So, uh, yeah, let's get it. All right, welcome back to another episode, Super Bowl recap episode. How are you guys doing? I'm in withdrawal, man. I know, it's actually kind of sad, like very sad. I don't know what to do. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what to do. It's it's Thursday night, and I mean, we haven't had a lot of Thursday nights in a, in a while to watch anything, but yeah, I guess we're just stuck with our Canadian League hockey. And I know, instead of, instead of losing money weird once basketball. a week. Instead of losing money once a week, I'm losing money every it's night. Every night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the great thing about betting on football. It, it's yeah, mod- exactly. It's, you're moderately losing money. It's not as severe. Exactly. Now you're now you're dipping into savings by like Friday, and you're like, what the heck? But you get a big win on Saturday, and you're basically good to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll get into some Super Bowl recap. There's a couple couple news. Not really not news, but more like just different stories. Um, it seems like every week there's a new quarterback that's like willing to get traded or wants to get traded. Um, obviously we had the Stafford trade, Deshaun Watson's going. Now we have we have Carson Wentz who's seemingly on the market. I don't know, what are you guys' thoughts about Carson Wentz coming off? Not a great, great campaign, kind of benched halfway through the year. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know what the Eagles want to do. <laughs> Their roster is so confusing. Like I'm like I don't think Jalen Hurts is your franchise guy, right? I I don't think he's the he guy that's going to take you to the Super but Bowl. Like, yeah, it's not going to be. He just doesn't look like he has it. And yeah, like the the problem with Wentz was just like he was just like not firing this year, so it's almost like he needs like a hard reset to be traded. But I think if they do trade him, like they know that he's good. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the whole kind of debate is his price, and the fact that the way that the cap works for him. Is if they trade Wentz, they're basically still paying his huge cap salary for this year with the way that the I think it's called like dead money. That's how it works. So like they still want like a decent return, but teams are like, we don't want to give you a Stafford type package because you he sucked this year and you literally had to bench him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what is he getting thirty two mil a year and he's there till the next three years. It's kind of a yeah. terrible contract too. Like he's what it says he's the eighth highest paid quarterback right now. And he was less than the thirty second best quarterback and he because sucks. he got benched. <laughs> I mean, I to, I'm to kind a of rookie. Yeah, I'm kind of with Cody though. I feel like where if he goes somewhere next, like he's it's gonna be better. I know everyone's kind of like saying he should go to the Eagles or not the Eagles. He is the the, the Colts because. Frank Reich was his coordinator on that 2017. I think it was 2017, like his one good year where everyone's like, oh, he's MVP, but then he got injured and the Nick Foles thing happened. So I do mm-hmm. think going to like mm-hmm. that familiarity would help. And I think w- whatever quarterback goes to Indianapolis, they're going to do well and they could easily contend because they propped up Phillip Rivers pretty good for last year. Yeah. Did you guys see the the potential package for 
Foles being traded back to the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, I saw that. Or like him and Foles to be on the same team again <laughs> in Chicago. That would just, that <laughs> that would would just so be funny. insane. Um, because he's the whole thing is like he has to walk into the stadium where Nick Foles' statue is outside, and then he would have to go be traded to a team where he's his backup again that would just be terrible mentally have to deal i think like what if here here's a hypothetical but i think a good trade would be winston for wentz at that point i mean throw in some picks for wentz too maybe but that then both teams are satisfying what they need i mean breeze is probably not going to be around then you kind of have a starting quarterback you got solid talent all around him I honestly it's don't mind nice that trade. trade. I, f- I don't mind that trade. I feel like, like, because Winston is is good, and he, him or Hurts is gonna get you an okay season. With yeah, what you can you run the have. same you offense know? with them because they're kind of both available. Yeah, and I mean, we could be moving in into the hockey realm of the double goalie on Tonde <laughs> kind of thing, and like you could imagine a Winston Hurts duo. Like, I, I could they're like see it read happening. optioning I, to each other. <laughs> But uh, like Winston's not signed anywhere, right? He just yeah, signed a one-year deal. Yeah, he's just a one-year, so like you'd have to oh, be true, his signage, or they could just trade him and then sign Winston. Like, I, like yeah, this year, this offseason is gonna be crazy with quarterbacks. Like, and like Russell Wilson's like saying he wants to be traded or something, or he's like unhappy he just, with his offensive line. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm unhappy with Pete Carroll in that regard, but whatever. Yeah. The only the only other thing about that is that uh, I'm pretty sure Winston's contract, like he only signed like a one like mill contract yeah. because the saints have no cap space they have negative 100 million so cap like space they, they're not going to be able to eat that Wentz contract yeah yeah the cap would work out but... well it might work because what if breeze retires yeah they're every team is gonna have to move the cap around a lot this year is because also it's not going up like the trend that it was going up every year because yeah, COVID kind of like went down yeah and so teams are gonna like the saints are gonna be kind of screwed and probably the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, I, I think even if Breeze retires, they're still going to be over the cap. Yeah, they're going to have to cut, like, Sanders and a bunch of their old defense guys. Yeah. Um. Before we get into the Super Bowl, we'll go over some of the NFL awards. Most of these, we talked about this, so, like, we were texting about this. Most of them were pretty expected. Like, Aaron Rodgers, MVP, that was mm-hmm. kind of pretty easy. Offensive Player of the Year, Derrick Henry. I mean, there was a bit of argument for Kelsey or Diggs, but when you rush for 2,000 yards, it's kind of hard not to give it to the running back there. I don't know. You guys have any thoughts on that one? Yeah. Like, if he if he got 1999, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. But as soon as he hit that 2,000 mark, he pretty much, like, yeah. secured it. Um, And then the big one was Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald, and then the whole Aaron Donald versus EJ Watt. And I think I know J.J. Watt had a big tweet there saying that E.J. led in every major stat category versus Aaron Donald. Um, do you guys have any have thoughts on this? I know I originally said T.J. was raw, but then I kind of read into it a bit more. And like Aaron Donald, it's absurd what he can do from the defensive tackle position. So I, I don't know what are your guys' thoughts on that one. I, I think T.J. Watt should have won that. I think um, that Steelers team got overlooked a bit because of the bad, like, last third of the season that they very had. true yeah very true um but like their defense was the only reason why they were 11 yeah. and all and tj played one less game and still led donald in every every category yeah but to put some put some like different numbers to it the the case for donald i'd say is his double team rate was 70 percent of the time he was double teamed 
which like events tackle you most likely best player you most likely tj's was 17 percent. he was double teamed and aaron donald's his pass rush win rate 26 percent compared to tj's 28 percent with like a two percent difference there but still from the interior winning in the pass rush it's it's pretty impressive what he did but would have liked to see tj in there like the league in i i think that i think like when when mac when it like who's your mac or who who's your Aaron Donald now? And I think this was the year for Watt to kind of, like you said, take that 17% and use it to his advantage. Totally. And so I think if, if Watt upkeeps his numbers or similar and matches Donald with the double teams, he's going to be facing next year. I think that's where the, the true showmanship was. I feel like this year, Watt definitely deserved it. But like you said, Pierce, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think they're both their their defense. I mean, like the secondary on both teams were good, but the, the defensive lines were that much better just because of those two guys. So I don't know. It could have gone either way. I'm I'm happy with Donald, but I would have liked to see Watt take that. And then we had uh, Justin Herbert, offensive rookie of the year. No real surprise there. Herbie Jefferson had a pretty good year, but. Herbert obviously made a bit more of an impact, I feel like. Chase Young, Defensive Rookie of the Year. This was kind of a clear winner. No one really uh, really else kind of was close. I think like Antoine yeah. Winfield had a few stats, but like Chase Young's team went to the playoffs. And then Comeback Player of the Year, same team in Washington there, Alex Smith. I feel like they should name the award after him after this year. <laughs> like... he, he legit was on his deathbed. Yeah. So uh... 17 surgeries later. Yeah, so... Congratulations to Alex Smith. Um, and then coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. Could have been Brian Flores, but he really, like, it really, like, that last game literally just left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And I think that's the reason why why he lost it and, and to see Stefanski first year in Cleveland there. That was pretty, pretty expected. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Flores is better because of the way he tanked that Dolphins team last year and how quickly they turned that around. Yeah, he like, started turning he did it around a one year, through last he did, he year. He took a yeah. one-year rebuild yeah. and took a team to 10-6. and six. And then somehow they have a third overall pick, too. <laughs> yeah, that's from, that's crazy. From Houston. Yeah, so they're... I mean, when you when, when you add Fitzmagic, Fitz sorry, to any team, you're kind <laughs> of set true. up for success. Dude, I think Fitzmagic might start somewhere next year. I feel like a, a team... Maybe the Colts, you know, take a flyer on Fitzmagic. <laughs> yeah, like... Like Stefanski kind of inherit, in my opinion, he inherited a better team. Um, yeah. And like they were, I think, seven and nine last year. And like because they were able to make playoffs and they ended that large playoff drought, I think yeah. that was kind of the, a lot of the hype. Like, oh, the Browns aren't the 115 own 16 team every year anymore. Yeah. And I, I feel like we've talked about this before. Coach of the year is like, it's not really like it should go to Andy Reid, it should go to Matt LaFleur, but like, it goes to the guy that Mike Tomlin, yeah, that Mike Tomlin, Peyton, everyone, but it should go to the, it usually goes to the guy with like a weird situation that does better than expected. So it's kind of a, yeah. a weird award like that. Coach of the year is almost like most improved team. Yeah, definitely. Or if you go 60 to no, <laughs> those are like the two yeah. criteria. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Who would you guys? Oh, I was just gonna say, ahead, who do you guys think that was the best GM of the year? GM of the year? I think I might have missed that award. Um, I think the Buffalo. I don't guy, think there was Bean? an award. Maybe was, there's like an unofficial like, executive. 
I think he's yeah. like an unofficial executive of the year or something like that. But I think the the Buffalo guy, I think you got to give it to him. Retooling that offensive line, bringing in Diggs, Brandon Bean, I think I his agree. name is. In Buffalo there. What about you? Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, or I'd say the Browns GM too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. on the team up for a good run, but I don't know. I feel that, I mean, your rookies make or break the GM, I feel, as of the last few years. Definitely. So. Like Casey's GM looked like a miracle worker when he picked Mahomes, right? So mm-hmm. just how your rookies do, in my opinion. But well, and the thing oh, about the Browns is they still that. have like a couple. Like there's, they had a second rounder safety who was on that uh, LSU championship team in 2019 yeah, who didn't yeah. even play the whole year. So they're gonna get him back, and I think another cornerback that was injured most of the year, um, Greedy Williams. Um, they're gonna get him back mm-hmm. to another couple young guys, so they'll be they'll be looking pretty good uh, next year as well. My uh, my manager of the year is uh, the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hard to to tank a team that that poorly, so and not it takes some skill, one. you know. Like I'm sure Titans fans and Jags fans and Colts fans are all pretty pretty impressed with that. So yeah. he made three teams better. <laughs> that's true four if you include the dolphins yeah. <laughs> or the cardinals the cardinals do five yeah. like that had the biggest impact yeah the that's league. true that is so true and whoever gets watson yep that's he's going he's going for a good quarter of the league o'brien there <laughs> all right super bowl let's get into it first things first if you listen to last week's episode um you might have thought cody was a time traveler he was just basically this whole game. He kind of predicted how it was going to go. So we'll give it to Cody. Kind of your thoughts on the game. Props. Kind of what you thought would happen. Kind of exactly happened, right? Yeah, I mean, everyone kind of knew what happened. Like, the the Chiefs had literally no O-line. Yeah, and they could pressure without a blitz, basically, is yeah. what, what happened. So prop, props to Todd Bowles for... He uh, called a well, great game. It wasn't really his coaching but they got pressure without blitzing he stopped blitzing because they were getting so much pressure and yeah. then it just looked like every play Mahomes was just running back 20 yards and even though he got throws off half of them like which was ridiculous some of those throws yeah but yeah one well, yeah, also thought, and also I, Todd Bowles getting the the double team on Tyreek Hill kind of learning from his mistakes of that week 12 game they played Kelsey yeah. still got his share but no no real in the end zone because they weren't down there that much yeah like i like i said last time you have to eliminate those big explosive plays that the chiefs usually kind of roll on when they get those bombs and they didn't really have any you can give up those plays to kelsey up the middle but every once in a while you get pressure on and then um like Mahomes didn't really have a good game aside from the pressure like he didn't make like obviously he had those crazy circus throws but there was a lot of throws that he missed too that were thrown at guys feet there was there was one uh Nicole Hardman one I remember where it, it was a miss and like Hardman was like that would have been there like a bit of a, a boost for them it was like it was gonna be a big play because Hardman had single coverage and Mahomes missed him like four or five yards and they kind of needed that one yeah yeah the, the game deciding factor in that super bowl was purely o-line yeah when you watch the difference between the chiefs on offense with zero o-line and then tampa bay like on that second gronk touchdown if you can watch the play and brady looks to evans and he's covered he looks to god when he he's covered knows that the throw hasn't happened yet so he cuts back and then he hits him in the end zone 
Like, he had a full, like, five seconds on that play. Yeah, he had the full progression he was able to go to. And also, I guess another deciding factor was uh, penalties for Kansas City. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like, Tyler yeah, Matthews was really selling the whole <laughs> first half there with all his penalties. Well, you're, well, you're saying after the conference uh, finals that the refs played the game like the refs would ref a normal game. They let the boys play in the first half, and then the refs come and say hi in the second half. And this was like the complete opposite effect, which I think kind of swung the game. Like every chance that Casey had a little momentum or Mahomes had more than two seconds in the pocket to throw the ball, there was a holding penalty or there was offensive interference or there was a holding or unsportsmanlike. It was left, right, and center. And I feel like the calls that they were calling were so tight on one end and they just didn't they just didn't even it out on the other end. So I think that really put KC in a hole where they couldn't come out in the second half and prepare. Like they're like, what do we do differently? I mean they are they their defense was pretty brutal in the penalties that they were just giving the the Bucks their well, yeah, second on that, third on that draft, one Brady but. pick there was a holding on a different side of the field, which is just yeah, so unfortunate. Like, That's like a turnover. Yeah. Like, I, I agree the penalties were, did seem a little weak. It seemed like, you know, some of those refs maybe had a crush on Tom Brady yeah. or whatever, or it's a <laughs> bit of confirmation bias because they're like, oh, Brady would have made that throw. There must have been a, a flag yeah. or something. But at the same time, uh, most of those penalties were on the Chiefs' defense. Um, yeah. And the Chiefs' offense, Tyron just Matthew. like they did – they didn't do anything, right? I was just yeah. saying, Tyron Matthew was barking up the wrong tree there. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. I don't know. I found it kind of funny. I was kind of amped up that Brady was chasing after him, but. Dude. Uh, yeah, that was nasty. That, fastest that he's run all season. <laughs> yeah, to, to put some numbers to the Chiefs O-line situation, um, they had 56 pass plays, and Mahomes was pressured on. 29 of them so that's 52 percent tom brady had 30 pass plays and he was pressured on a total of four of them that's 13 percent. so tom brady just literally had so much time to to do anything that he wanted to do like he, he didn't really like need to go out of his way to do anything like most of his throws were open he didn't have to throw really anything force any throws really it just kind of felt like like a run-of-the-mill game for the the bucks offense helps when you have a running game too Leonard Fournette found the end zone. Bones yeah. is in there mixing it up a bit. Yeah, my the other two takeaways I have from that game is the Chiefs, uh, their lack of a run offense really got exposed. The Bucks clearly game planned for throwing the whole time. And because they didn't have to blitz, like they just they had, double, like outnumbered yeah. the wide receiver core, right? Um and then the other thing is the Kansas City punter. Holy, that guy oh. was so bad. He was he was so was... nervous. He had like two punts that were like under 30 yards. <laughs> this guy never what, punts all year. And he's all of a sudden in the Super Bowl punting eight times. Like the Bucks started with the ball on the Chiefs 40 after a punt. Yeah. He shanked that one. And that was the play that was the play after he dropped it and there was yeah. a penalty. Yeah, I'm that surprised really he, he got the punt off after he dropped it. He got so lucky that it bounced right back into his hand, basically. Yeah, and even like the like Andy Reid calling that timeout on when the Bucks hit oh, yeah. two, and he let them get a touchdown because he was he thought they would get the ball back. 
Yeah, that I was so nervous for them when when he called that. I was like, did you not watch the <laughs> NFC Championship game when Tom Brady just <laughs> sliced one? To, um, and and a penalty saved that one too, right? That that Evans trip up, yeah, brought them down the field. Yeah, oh, and man. that was a bad call in my opinion. That was not. I mean. In full speed, in full is, speed, but... Evans sold it, but then in slow motion, like it looked like he barely touched him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in, Keith, like I live, it on... totally looked like a penalty. But but yeah, slow motion on that one angle, it was like this guy did not touch his ankle at all. He just <laughs> decided to fall. Well, it's like in hockey, you get touched on the ankles, you kind of <laughs> go flying one way or the other. But back to the punter, the reason he's punting is because. The Chiefs didn't convert a third down until the last six minutes of the game. That's or nuts. Something like I didn't that. know that. That's nuts. That was their first third down conversion. Like I, it was, it was ridiculous. Like I couldn't, like they couldn't get anything going, no matter what. Yeah. And Kelsey had like a pretty uncharacteristic drop. I think sometime in the first half there, he'll drop that touchdown. Yeah, and then uh, the one off the horizontal throw off uh, <laughs> Daryl Williams' face. On the goal line there, that was also kind of key. I still think if you if you run this game like twenty times, I do think the Bucks win good 17, 18 times. Like the Chiefs would have to do a lot more than some of these kind of blunders we're talking about to actually win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's like to be honest, the game is kind of boring. <laughs> the second half was so boring. Yeah, like <laughs> it just like. You were like, oh man, the Chiefs are really bad. And then it'd be like, all right, he huts the ball. And then he's just running straight back, like <laughs> juking five guys and then throws it. And you're yeah. like, oh, they dropped it. The, the only thing was like the first half, you're like, oh, maybe this time they'll get some protection. Oh, maybe this time <laughs> yeah. we'll get some protection. Yeah. Then the second half comes around. And it's like, okay, how far is he rolling outside the pocket now? Yeah. And you're like, all right, we've all seen this before. We know Mahomes can come back from anything. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like throwing like completely like upside down. <laughs> Like, what? Or that one where he like fully like did a spin around around Vita Vea, was falling and like rolling to his left and then threw it to Byron Pringle in the corner of the end zone. Yeah. Like that was just crazy. And Pringle caught it. He was just out of bounds. Yeah. Okay, here I got one for you guys here. Um so the there's a, there's a list. Some guy made a list of the Super Bowl winner, their leading rusher um for that game and then that guy's uh that guy's base base salary um <laughs> so 2020 leonard fournette his base salary was two grand or two million last year chiefs damian williams um one million two or 2018 patriots sony michelle four hundred thousand. Two years in a row laguerre blunt on the eagles patriots under a million the highest paid running back is two million dollars in leonard fournette the past years wow so really running backs do they matter <gasps> they don't really matter okay so let's what just... a setup for the <laughs> for the podcast <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave it at that the highest paid guy on this list is percy harvin in 2013 on the seahawks <laughs> um he's a wide receiver somehow led the team in rushing in that super bowl um i looked it up he had like a 44 yard end around and somehow he led he had more rushing yards than marshawn lynch but uh i was just gonna say yeah clearly running backs are the least valuable position so just wanted to put that out there well that was the super bowl where the seahawks torched the broncos right yeah it was like 48 so lynch probably like sat the second half (laughs) i don't know i don't remember that game exactly but um yeah what else do i have uh shout out to my guy tristan wirfs 
He was the tackle for the the Bucks rookie this year. 799 blocking snaps for pass blocking staff. One sack allowed on, and he's a rookie, so that's really kind of good. Um, he has only had one penalty since week five, and uh, so I just want to shout him out. He's he played good. The whole Bucks O line is just they were just stars. Brady, I don't I don't know. Like, let's see here. Did did he? He didn't. I don't even know if like Brady looked nervous or ever looked hurt or looked any like he never looked uncomfortable. The only time was, probably... was after that Chicago game where he held up the four fingers. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like the only time. Fourth down. Yeah. The other crazy part is now like all these Mahomes stats. Like, there's so much stats on Mahomes. Like, for example, that was the first game where Mahomes didn't get a touchdown, lost by more than. Uh, lost by double yeah. digits didn't get above do- double digits like etc cetera, etc cetera. and now tom brady is the most winning franchise in the nfl yeah. all the tom brady stats are nuts he i guess we the we can have this conversation he he's obviously the goat of football even though what? some people are like he's not i don't know how you can say that um and then so now the conversation is he the goat <laughs> of goats yeah i saw that but uh. I, I okay here's actually my opinion i would say no the goat of goats. And here's why. To the goat the, of football. To full, yeah. Um, he's oh no, he's obviously the goat of football, but not the goat of goats. Here's how here's how I would rank my goats. Number one goat is Wayne Gretzky. And Secretariat. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Secretariat. The number two goat I would do is Tom Brady. And the number number three I would do Michael Jordan. LeBron's I don't, I don't know my I don't know my goat rankings, bro. Tom Brady is for sure top three. Maybe yeah, the thing is, p- people already have the conversation of like, oh, is LeBron better than Michael Jordan? Or like, who was a better leader? Who was more talented? Stuff like that. So it's a little bit in debate. And then like Tom Brady, clearly the GOAT in football. I don't think anyone else will ever get seven Super Bowls. Like, it's crazy when you That's look at thing. other Hall of Famers. When and Tony Romo was talking about like how he needs to get eight now, like Mahomes. And the only reason we're projecting is because like he's the best quarterback we see. It's it's ridiculous how how much of a run they're gonna have to go on for Mahomes to get eight. Yeah, yeah. But like Wayne Gretzky, I don't think anyone will ever catch his point total. Just like how I don't think no. any wide receiver will ever get ever get more yards than Jerry Rice. Yeah, it's just not. It's like not possible. My one of the stats that I saw was during the course of Tom Brady's career, Calvin Johnson Megatron was drafted, played his career retired, inducted to the Hall of Fame, and then and then Tom Brady's career is still going on. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Like, that is absurd. Tom Brady's clearly not doing it the right way. He's taken too long to get to the Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson did it nice yeah. and quick. He literally got drafted before <laughs> someone who's been inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But that's just ridiculous. And he, like, like honestly, Drew Brees looked like a 41-year-old man. Philip Rivers looked like, I don't know how old yeah. Philip Rivers is. Tom Brady does not look that age at all. Yeah. I'm The only difference when you watch the, like this entire season between what could be the next greatest quarterback or like the young bloods of like, I don't know, Tua or whatever Lamar. you want to say, Mahomes. Like the only thing Brady can't do is run. And he said he's going to start training <laughs> for his sprints for next season. So... <laughs> We're all screwed. Yeah, everyone's screwed if Tom Brady's 45 years old and running the same amount as Lamar Jackson. Okay, if I got another... Under... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if he could get under a, a 10-second 100-meter dash, I'd be impressed and scared. <laughs> but 
anyways. The thing about Brady is I think he's so successful because he always didn't take the highest paid contract, right? Yeah. He was he's always so competitive that he'd rather win than get paid. Oh, and I think he was so strategic in picking the Bucks roster. Yeah. Like, and like maybe it helps that like his model wife makes like forty five million a year <laughs> or whatever, but Yeah, that's the trick. You you just have to marry someone that makes more than you. And then yeah. you and then you'll win Super Bowls. Okay. But here here's a crazy stat about that Super Bowl. <laughs> so uh Mahomes ran a total of four hundred and ninety seven oh, yeah, yards that's... before his passes. <laughs> Halfway to a thousand yards. That's the most by any quarterback in any game this season. I think he had for like the last ten years or something. Five hundred yards before he threw it. That's how. That's how bad their O line was. Dude, I mean, it was so. I was. It was right there for everyone to know. But then the whole argument was like, oh, but it's Mahomes. Like he'll he'll just work around it. And like he did as best as he could, but he still couldn't. Yeah. And then my second one is because the Bucks had home field advantage. The uh, the NFL is saying that they're gonna move the Super Bowl to Dallas so that no one will ever have home field advantage again. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> or like the Tom Brady photoshops into the Cowboys jerseys, so he'll never win another title. Yeah. That's... <laughs> All okay. right. So who's the MVP then of the game? My Bulls. I think I gotta go Bulls. If if or you like could give the, it the yeah. O line of the yeah. Chiefs. But as the Bucks MVP, that would be their MVP. <laughs> I was just gonna say Bulls too. Bulls and I think Pierre, Pierre with the seven fingers and <laughs> Devin White just like ripped them to shreds mainly. Yeah, like, it's tough that there's no were... like quarterback of the defense you can just default give it to. Yeah. yeah. Like if the if the defense slash special teams it was like a unit like it is in fantasy, like fantasy then they yeah. would have won, right? Because, like, Tom Brady just got it by d- default, but... It was extremely by default. I wanted Gronk to get it. That would have been sick. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like... I feel like comeback defensive player for me was Pierre Paul. I mean, like, he came out of New York. He was, like, one of the best. And, like, he kind of just, like, went off the... Like, oh, he's just been... Yeah. He, he's been subtly, subtly quiet. Like, not bad, but, like, not Pierre Paul good like he was in New York. And the fact that he, like, was all-star... Qu- like caliber throughout the entire playoffs it yeah i feel like the defense definitely he's played guy is like eight and in playoffs yeah he's he's never lost a playoff game one with the giants and then only other playoff games was this year which is nuts here's here's the question with like this is like brady you know how we like kind of compare we like to compare to basketball brady kind of pulling a lebron here going from I don't know if this is his move from New England was Miami and then he going back to Cleveland and just kind of changing to another team and then winning right away. And then I was thinking about that. And then I was thinking about how much quarterback movement we're going to have this year is, is the NFL kind of turning going to be turning over into this NBA where teams are going to like, where players are kind of getting a little smarter, like Deshaun Watson. They're like, okay, you got to trade me. I want to go play with this guy. I want to go be on this team. Are we are we getting close to that, or do, are you guys think that we're we're good from 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 that? Like this, the whole NFL turning into the NBA in regards to player movement. I think there's enough money in football, and there's enough there's too many players per team in football that there's enough guys that rather make money than necessarily win right away. And I think the way the 16-game format is and the one-and-done in the playoffs, I feel like there's a lot more 
oh, I know this team's good. I know that if I went to the Bucks this year, I'm going to have a chance. And I feel like, because the thing with football is, is that, or basketball is that you could have six solid guys and you could almost win a championship pretty, pretty much six to six to seven guys. But for football, you need like at least, I don't know, I'd say at least 15 amazing players that all have some sort of experience or some good rookies, some good here. Like you gotta have That's a little thing. bit you of need rookies. Right? Basically you need rookies like Kristen Wurst on bucks there. Rookie offensive yeah. lineman, you're not paying that much. I mean, like obviously Mahomes on his rookie deal. Okay, I, I see where you're at. I just think the teams are just too deep, like to to be float floating around like that. But I I could see it happening more often on the offensive side. I think like it's more noticeable. But you didn't see anybody run into Chicago when Mac got traded there, and they yeah. had a they've Those, had a decent team. Trades aren't really haven't really been that big of a thing in the NFL, like history-wise yeah. there haven't been a lot of big trades like before stafford the the biggest quarterback to be traded for two first round picks was jay cutler when he went to miami <laughs> like the superstars don't get traded but like no. this whole deshaun watson thing just kind of got me thinking a little bit like are you kind of running into this because like brady even like moving moving teams too and winning like stafford now like just kind of got me thinking a bit yeah well, well hold up for a second though stafford hasn't won anything yet <laughs> that's true like but i'm saying he's gotta like go like he had to move to go win yeah that's kind of where I'm, I'm where i'm thinking but yeah yeah he hasn't won I, I still think football is too much of a system sport to be influenced by yeah um i think we're seeing an, an anomaly here where literally the goat is able to sway a team because every team wanted the goat and he went to the team where he saw the best opportunity fair fair and like a lot of people forget that like the patriots pretty consistently had good defenses and good special teams throughout all their Super Bowl wins. Like, they never really had the hottest offense. Yeah, that's right? true. Like, Tom Brady would have been winning a lot more MVPs and been in a lot more of the MVP conversation year to year. Yeah, like, they never... like So that's kind of how they won. And, like, that's where the whole, like, Belichick-Brady combo came in really well, right? Because they had always had a good coach team and a guy who fit into their system really well. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, having a good system isn't everything, because Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're... Kind of, I, was, I was looking at their roster. I was surprised they won seven games this year. Like, honestly. Well, they, they had so many players uh, not play this year, yeah, right? They had, the most, they had the most... They had the most amount. guys. Basically, their whole starting defense. Yeah. Yeah, which... I don't like, I didn't... didn't really bother me, but... <laughs> fair fair i was just surprised all right we now is the time where we uh rip into trevor for his hot takes but i wouldn't say rip i would but... i'd say this is... <laughs> first, oh, first hot take he gave us under 29 points honestly pretty close we were you 11 points off yeah and i think from what we saw like i only saw 29 points realistically <laughs> i uh, i hadn't seen the 40 the that we have here the kicks don't what's, count what's your uh what's your your grade pierce i'd give that i give you a b minus on that because you were pretty yeah. close because the over under for the actual game was like 51 or 56 or something like that and it was closer to your side than it was to that here's i give you a here's, here's my take on that one i'll give you a c because the end score was pretty close, but at half it was twenty-seven points. <laughs> yeah, true. So like that, then no one scored any points in the fourth quarter because it was the writing was kind of on the wall. 
Yeah. So I think if the if the game would have been closer, they would have had more points. Plus, I think you thought the Chiefs were gonna blow out the Bucks, right? <laughs> I I can't remember, but um... <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I'll take I'll take the B minus. I'll go with B minus. I'll rank myself as a B minus. I agree. <laughs> the fourth quarter were two goose eggs, and that was kind of boring. But dude, I was I, actually I expected so expected the defense to show up, but I didn't expect it to the way it was gonna happen. I had that parlay so I'll where say B minus. I had that parlay where I had forty five and a half was all I needed to happen over, and that didn't even hit. I was needed one so more pissed. touchdown. Right? I literally needed one touchdown in the entire fourth quarter, and then I was. I was pissed. Um, well, so, I th- so. I think I had like half the Kansas City Chiefs as first touchdown <laughs> either. So <laughs> I, had like a, I had a dollar on every single player. I'm pretty sure. Um, second hot but. take: Tom Brady over 59 rushing yards. Um, this is he was minus two. two. <laughs> this, so this yeah. is an F. <laughs> I don't yeah, even know if you can do F, take, F minus. F minus. Yeah, you have to retake that class. <laughs> <laughs> And then the last one, which I will was be pumped by his tweet, but we'll <laughs> see. Maybe I'll just say 59 yards for the total of next year's season. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be a lot closer. Um, last one, what'll be higher? Gronk touchdowns versus Kelsey touchdowns. I gotta give this one an A plus, Cody. Two yeah. touchdowns to zero. Like you got it. That's that's a good. That was a good hot take too, because Gronk literally had like 12 targets like the entire maybe even under 12 targets the entire playoffs and he got two touchdowns do you uh you think they stashed him for the super bowl i i 100%. think i think they did because they had this that record the they had that record in the bag after like the first week or maybe they had it going in of like the most yeah. touchdown combo no, the, the same combo or whatever and i think they wanted to just dial it in right in the super bowl first first right away <laughs> so they dialed up like- that easy screen for him yeah, a lot of those plays look pretty similar to the Patriot ways. Yeah. On the Gronk, like especially the first Gronk touchdown where they set that yeah. play up earlier by having Gronk block and Fournette like get like a 10-yard rush mm-hmm. and then they just motioned him. Easy touchdown, but Gronk's, yeah, second, Gronk's second, second touchdown one. was extremely impressive too. The one you were talking about earlier. The second one? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I feel like and you could see their connection from like that touchdown alone. Like Brady looked scanned the entire all of all of his routes and then he looked back to Gronk like twice, I think. Yeah. And like without a doubt, he's throwing to him if he's in trouble. I mean, freaking tank. But I would give myself an A plus on that one. Yeah, Cody, what are you what are you saying on this one? <laughs> yeah, no, you get an A plus. He's just milking it now. Okay. <laughs> I was I was just so what's what's the GPA for the for the for the first few hot takes that we've had so far? What's the, Think what's the, the, well, that's the only one you've gotten, right? That's the only one you've gotten. <laughs> you've been kind of close. Uh, I so forget the, what we the gave worst you one. This this week you had your worst hot take and your best yeah. hot take. I think I'll take that. I'll take I think that. you passed. Two yards. I, th- I think I passed the season. Yeah, I'll take the pass. Do you have any? I don't know what we're like. We're you're going to be stockpiling a lot of these takes through the off season i don't know if do you have any yeah. this week or are you just taking the week off i guess it's like can, a, you could do a bit can, of a break I, I'll, I'll say i'll say my my one hot take uh i think either there's gonna be major moves in seattle i think either Pete carroll's getting moved or wilson's getting moved okay <laughs> that's pretty hot i saw the the odds of wow. uh the odds of russell wilson 
moving teams was like to stay on the Seahawks was like minus five fifty. So like it was like they were he was extremely favored to to stay in Seattle, but hey, it's pretty hot. We'll see. I don't know. I feel like that's a fun one we can play around with. I feel like there's conversation on both ends that need to needs that's to happen, true. but it's gonna be a fun off season. I feel Dude, like this off season is gonna be actually crazy. It's like free agents and trades. Like whoever thought we'd be pumped about trades in the NFL. Exactly. Okay. How about how about this for a good table? one? Well, Cody's getting in on the as, Oh, oh, well, no, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> as of right now, let's everyone go around and pick who they think. As of right now, um, they think will be in the Super Bowl for next year. Oh, I like. Oh, this. are we putting money on this? Or are we gonna parlay it? <laughs> I don't know Dude, if you can the do odds it. Odds of that are next so year. low. Yeah. How do, how do you win money? We just have like a pot of money. <laughs> no one would win. <laughs> We do it every year until someone finally gets it. All right, all right, I'll put ten bucks in. Okay, ten bucks every year, and we'll see how many years. Okay, two tier hot take: the matchup and the winner. Okay, okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. This is gonna be great. You know, I'm going to third layer. Actually, I I can't go third layer. Um, we're gonna have the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, my boy Matthew Stafford take on the. Los Angeles Chargers, and it's going to be in the SoFi Stadium where they all play, <laughs> and the Rams are going to win. What? Oh, double home field it... advantage? It'd be double like away <laughs> advantage though. Yeah, well, it would be home advantage for the Rams because obviously no Chargers fans will be there. <laughs> that's that's Super also Bowl be, next like, year. No Rams fans there. That's that's also true. Hey, but Clayton Kershaw will be there to support his. Childhood best friend Matthew Stafford. Oh, that's a that's a hot take. Trevor, do you have yours? Uh, well, I'll leave mine till the end. <laughs> All right, mine from the AFC Colt. Hey, that's that's hot too because they don't even have a quarterback really. <laughs> I like yeah. that. I think I think they'll get somebody. Uh, and I think Winston from from the NFC. I think the Saints. Oh, with Winston. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, wow, okay. Pierce. Pierce, I see, I see, I see what you're saying. I see your che- uh, your Chargers. <laughs> I'm I'm, go- I'm going Herbie, go, and we're going cards, and it's gonna the be a cards. Fun one. Okay. Oh my gosh, yeah. you guys are both going Chargers. <laughs> yeah. I went Chargers. First. Chargers. <laughs> Clearly, you guys don't watch all the games. They got a new coach, dog. They got a new coach. Don't worry. Yeah, Anthony Lynn will be up in Detroit running the first down. And throwing yeah. fades in the end zone. That team is completely I'm, different, though, if Derwin James gets injured or not. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And they have a I good mean, draft pick this year, too. But they also, like, they have to beat out the Chiefs for the division or they're going wild card the whole time, right? Dude, I hope they keep the triple wild card teams. Yeah, I like that playoff format like way better. I like that playoff format, bro. Because then there's only one team that gets the stupid bye week blues. Yeah. All right. Well, those are our picks. I'm... I like all our picks, actually. The Saints, though, they'll finally get the curse as soon as Breeze leaves. Oh, well, honestly, like, going... yeah, like that team is good, but they, what they lacked this year was Breeze couldn't throw downfield, right? Well, now they have Winston, though. So. so, like those teams, yeah, and like obviously Winston's gonna throw a bunch of picks, but those teams which is game plan for the Camara plays, the Taysom Hill plays. Also, yeah. Taysom Hill was injured in that game, so they lost like half their playbook. Yeah, they lost half the red zone playbook. <laughs> and I think the Colts will be able to sign somebody and it won't be Jacoby Brissett. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, there's also there they draft twenty one. There's a couple QBs, or I guess one, the Alabama kid, Mac Jones, who'd be the good there. But maybe Carson Wentz or see like Mariota looked good that 
that half he played against, I forget who it was. Mariota looked good. You got Winston. Obviously, you're not going to go Cam Newton. I still think Cam Newton's going in Washington football team. Interesting. Because Ron Rivera. Get, get back with the boy. But I don't know. Yeah. I think this draft's going to be fun either way. Yeah, definitely. I think next, next season is going to be a good one. With all the shuffles, it's going to be like, it's going to be unexpected. Agreed. It's going to be... It's gonna be the most exciting off season I think will the NFL will ever see or has ever seen in a long time. I I agree with you on that one. There's gonna be so much movement if this Deshaun Watson stuff and Darnold and Wentz and I the draft's gonna define everything though. Yeah. Just imagine if like Houston goes for a quarterback. Who? Well, yeah, I mean, we'll have to we'll have to we, meet these picks again after the yeah. draft and like right before the season. Yeah. These are like these are extremely hot, but then we'll, we'll see what happens after the draft. Right. Like if the wow, I can't believe both you guys chose Chargers. <laughs> Dude, I think I they look pretty good. They beat the Chiefs this year, man. <laughs> the last week, okay, but honestly, yeah, the Chargers beat... were they, they were, were up double in digits every game. against the Bucks, the Saints, and the Chiefs. They were in every game. It's just Anthony Lynn didn't know how to call a timeout or not call a timeout. He'd be like, hey, we have a two possession lead. Um. Let's let's do a run play on the end zone right before half. Or like, yeah, <laughs> that's so dumb. Well, now and they also have a new coach who didn't have to move his whole family. His office was in the same building because it was the Rams DC, right? So he doesn't have to yeah, move. <laughs> and he probably knows how to call timeout properly. That's all they needed. Yeah. That's all, that was the one piece they were missing. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, excited, excited for next year. We'll we'll try and keep the pods coming in the off season. We might have to get pretty creative, but there's there's never there's always going to be stuff to talk about every week because apparently... well we were going to have Bell Media fund us, but <laughs> they, they had some guts. <laughs> All right, anything else, guys? Nope. Ready. All right. Good luck out See there ya. in the in the betting world, everybody. Later, boys. Peace. Parlay on parlay, boys. <laughs> yeah. Join our join our next podcast where teach you how to lose all your money. <laughs> or exactly. win a lot. Investment strategies. Yeah. Investment. <laughs> no, <laughs> not investment. <laughs> it's more like giving to charity. <laughs> Alright, see you guys later. Alright. Peace. See ya.